0: for you to hear your word this afternoon lord we ask that your word shall come forth and will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent father let there be access to our hearts We rebuke every voice that is not of God. Any principality and powers. Any high thing that will rise itself against the knowledge of God. Lord, we rebuke it. We condemn the voice of Satan. We condemn every demonic voice. Father, let your voice be heard. Let your word go forth. Let us hear you. Father, we come against the forces of darkness. We come against the best of the air that come to take the word out of our heart. Father, let your heart, our heart be in your hand like a clay. Remold our hearts and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, I want to begin sharing with you from this very book and um, last Tuesday we we shared a message from this book and we said that um, a lot of you come on Sunday and are not here on Tuesday and so um, what we've decided is that we will use the book we will share some few extras from the book on Tuesday and then we will pray. So, we're going to begin sharing from this book, and I want to give it, I want us to call it The Madman of Gadara, the message that we are going to share for the next couple of weeks, The Madman of Gadara, The Madman of Gadara, hallelujah, and how many of you have this book already? You have this book already? Please. Please. Um, Do we have more copies? Do we have more copies? Please, I want everyone to have a copy of the book. I want everyone, Demons and How to Deal with Them. I want everyone to have a copy of the book. It's $10. If for some reason you can afford, you can afford to buy it for $10, just give me a wave. You are here. You don't have $10 to buy this book. Give me a wave. You just give me a wave. I want everyone to have it. So if you cannot afford to have it, I will make sure that you have it. So anyone here like that, you don't have $10 for the book, we will give you, I'll make, I will, I will make a copy for you. You don't have $10 for the book, okay? All right. Um, this young man here does not have $10. Do you have $5? You don't have $5. Okay, give him a copy of the book. Somebody is buying you a copy. Wonderful. Somebody is buying you a copy. Sister, you have two sisters here. They want to bless you, but I think you can only have one. Who else? Who else does not have the book and you can afford it? You can buy a copy. It's a wonderful book, and I want everyone to... Even you are visiting us today, the first time, I want you to walk out of here with one of these books. You don't have... $10 to buy this book and you you really want it, I want you to have it. So if there's anyone here like that, let me see by show of hand and I'll make sure you get a copy. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So I believe everyone has a copy at this point. Awesome. Good. Okay, are we all set now? If we set, let us sit down and um, let there be no more movement. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today, and forever Hallelujah. Let us read it together. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse eight. One, two, three, go. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, He is the same today, and he will always be the same. Amen. Now it means that. The things that Jesus did in the past, he is still doing them today. Whatever Jesus did in the past, he is still doing it today. And he will do it tomorrow. And he will do it forever. Whatever Jesus did, he is still doing it. Hallelujah. So if Jesus healed the sick 2,000 years ago, he is still healing the sick today. And he will still heal the sick tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Jesus is the same. Jesus is the same. Hallelujah. You know, there are so many diseases, so many illnesses, so many sicknesses that medicine has not found answers to. There are so many diseases that medicine has not identified even the cause. Yet, hallelujah. There are so many mental illnesses, for instance, psychiatric illnesses, that medicine cannot cure. They just give things to control it, but to cure it, medicine cannot cure it. Hallelujah. And there are different levels of psychiatric illnesses. One of the physicians that I work with, he says, if you have not been diagnosed with a psychiatric illness, then you have not been adequately evaluated. <laughs> I don't know. But that is his philosophy. There are different levels of psychiatric illness. When someone goes for... You, you go to take your exam and you fail... You feel sad, and they say you are you 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 are depressed. Do you see? And so that's a mild form, and they say you are depressed. And so that word is just thrown around. Now, when you when you you rise up and you you, you kill a woman kills three of her children and kills herself. We come in and we explain it and we say, oh, she had a major depression. Amen. We say, she had a major depression. So you see, there are different levels and we tend to have explanation for each of these levels. Hallelujah. Now, as we go through this book, as we go through this message, you will realize that These and many other conditions are caused by demons. There's so many conditions that are caused by demons. Hallelujah. And we attribute them to other things. We want to read a story in this book, Mark chapter 5. Turn to Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1. Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. He says, and they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwellings among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones." And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirit went out and entered into the swine. And the head ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000. And were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them, how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home to thy friends. And tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Hallelujah. Now there are three things that we are going to learn from this story about the madman of Gadara. We are going to learn, one, the nature of demons. Two, we will learn the activities of demons. And three, how to deal with demons. You think these are good topics that we are going to learn from? Now, you, I'm not separating the message today to the nature of demons, and then another day, the activities of demons. As I'm preaching, we are going to learn about all these three aspects of demons. Hallelujah. Now, the first thing I want you to note in this story is that God will come to you wherever you are. God will come to you wherever you are. No matter what your condition is, no matter how wretched you are, God will come to you. God will come to you. You notice in the story, it says that the madman did not come to Jesus. It says Jesus crossed the sea. Jesus crossed the sea all the way to deliver this one man. Jesus knew about this man and he says, let's go to the other side of the sea. And he crossed the sea To this particular man. Because you realize that as soon as Jesus was done, he got back into the boat and he went back. So he went purposely for this man. I said, no matter how wretched your situation is, Jesus will come to you. Hallelujah. If today you were the only person that came to church, Jesus would have come for you. Amen. If you are the only one that is here, Jesus will speak to you. He will come to you. Now when God comes to you, you need to embrace him. Hallelujah. When God comes to you, you need to embrace him. Today, God comes to you through his servant that he has chosen. Hallelujah. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says that Jesus is the head of the church, and he says that we are his body. If Jesus is the head and we are the body, it means that whatever the head decides to do, he will need a body to help him accomplish that. Hallelujah. Amen. If the head makes a decision to eat something, if the head wants to eat, yes, the head had made a decision that I am going to prepare this, I am going to make this, I am going to cut onions, I am going to cut vegetables, I am going to cut this, but the hand has to do the cutting. Do you see? And today that is how Jesus is operating. He's reaching us through the servants of God that he has chosen to reach his people. Hallelujah. But a lot of times, We reject the servants that God sends us. A lot of times, Jesus sends us his servants, but we reject them. Let's look look at a story in Luke chapter, or a scripture in Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13 and verse 34. Luke chapter 13 and verse 34. Amen. Amen. It says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Now Jerusalem represents the church. Because prophets are given to the church, isn't that so? It says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stoneth them that are sent unto thee. You stone the prophets that God sends to you. You stone them that are sent to you. He says, you stone them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together? As a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye will not. You have a condition, you have a situation, and Jesus will send a prophet to you. Jesus will send one of his servants to you. And as the servant is ministering and, minister- and preaching to you, sometimes you feel that the word has come directly to you. And you sit there and you throw stones. As the word is coming, you are throwing stones. You are fighting it. You are fighting it in your head. As the word is coming, you are also saying other things. Oh, he's talking about marriage like that because he has not seen something before. How long has he been married anyway? He doesn't know what I'm going through. If he knew what I'm going through, he wouldn't be saying the things. And you see, as you as the message is going on, as Jesus is seeking to deliver you from that condition, you are throwing stones. He you said, you, you don't know my husband. If you knew my husband, you wouldn't be saying the things you are saying. You don't know the kind of woman I live with. That is why you are talking like that. And there are some people who even go to the extent of saying things aloud. You are sitting with someone and as the preaching is going on, the person is also whispering something in your ear and he says something. And then as the preaching comes, he says something else. You see, when you are sitting with someone like that, move away. Move away. Move away. Move away. Because Jesus is seeking to deliver you. He's seeking to deliver you. Hallelujah. He says, you fight them, you throw stones at them. Verse 35. He says, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Your house is left unto you desolate. Your condition is left unto you. He says, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily, that means truly, I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Jesus is seeking to deliver you from that condition. But he says, you will not see me. You will not see my manifestation until the time comes when you will say, blessed is he. That comes in my name. Blessed is he. That comes in the name of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Jackie. Hallelujah. Until we say blessed is he. That comes in the name of the Lord. Do not fight the message when it comes to you. Oh, he's talking about me. I think this person told me about me. Sometimes as the message is coming on. You see that husbands they are looking at the wife you must have told the pastor something or the wife is looking at the husband as the message is going on you turn around and you say that you will see what will happen today some of you also you say don't say anything to the pastor I don't want the pastor to know my issues He says, until the time comes that you will say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. You will not see him. Everything you run to the pastor, everything you are running to the pastor, do not, do you know what the pastor, the issues that the pastor has in his home? You are fighting the message as it's coming to you. You are in a situation where you are cutting yourself and it is hurting. You are hurt. You are in pain. And as the word is coming, you are fighting it. But Jesus is seeking to de- deliver you. Hallelujah. Jesus crossed over and he's crossing over to you. I say he's crossing over to you. Hallelujah. He's crossing over to you. Do not fight the message. Amen. Do not fight the message. Any time you find yourself fighting the message, anytime you find yourself rebelling and fighting the message, you are saying, what have I to do with thee? Why are you coming in my direction? Why is this? Why do, why do you not move on? This fornication, fornication is too much. Can you start talking about something else? Whenever you feel, whenever you are talking like that, understand that there's a demon in you. I say, understand that there is a demon in you. The madman, he says, what have I to do with thee? What have I to do with thee? It was the demons in him that was talking. Amen. Amen. One time there was someone who did something and the police were interviewing him. And he denied it. Completely, he denied it. This was on TV. He denied it. And as they were talking and as they were talking... Then he changed. Then someone else was talking. He says, I did this, and I did that, and I did that. And then they would take him to another. And then he says, I never said that. Look, I personally, when I was a student, I was doing psychiatric rotation. And we were having an interview. We were interviewing a patient. And as we were talking, we were talking to the patient. We were talking, and we were talking. And then suddenly he says, what is your name? And then he mentioned another name. He says, I am someone else. As, as completely. And the conversation is totally different. Sometimes the voice changes. Completely. Like a different voice. Let me tell you. We are dealing with demons. And then we give them nice names. Multiple personality disorder. It's just a multiple personality. And there are Demons. You say, oh, he has bipolar. Bipolar disorder. Give it nice names. Hallelujah. You need to embrace the people that God sent to you. Hallelujah. The second thing here, you see, the Bible says that there met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit. There met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit. Now you see, in Jesus' days, when there is a demon in a person, it is identified as a demon. The Bible identified this man as having demons, having unclean spirits. You and I would have said, oh, he's a crazy guy. There is a crazy guy. We don't know what has come over him. He wants to live in the tombs. He lives on the mountains. They have made every attempt to bring him home. They have bathed him. They have put on clothes. They chain him. You know, sometimes they chain people in the hospitals. And they chain them. And then people are fighting to break the chains. You see? And we are looking at them and then we think that it's medicine. that need, These are demons. They are demons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He suffers from agitation. He suffers from anxiety. The Bible says this was a man with an unclean spirit. When someone has demons, you see, when someone is possessed with demons or someone has demons in them, you're not going to see horns from the forehead and smoke coming from his mouth when he's talking and or from his ears so that you see that these are demons. You won't see that, but you will see signs and symptoms of demons. Hallelujah you will see signs and symptoms. Amen. So don't expect that if a person is possessed by demons, then the person should have some particular look. The person should have horns. Or the person should have one eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are going through something, beloved, and you are dealing with a demon, identify, you must identify that this is a demon in me. This is a demon that is troubling me. This is a demon that I'm dealing with. Now, your identification of that demon is 98% of your solution. When you identify that this thing that I'm dealing with is demon-driven or is demon-possessed, it's 98% of your solution. Hallelujah. And we need to call it demons. We need to identify it as demons. In the Bible days, they did not make up nice names for... You know, let's read a story in Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Because we are allowing the enemy to deceive us far too much. Mark chapter 9, verse 17. Hallelujah. It says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have... Are you there? Listen to this story. It says, And one of the multitude... This is a multitude around Jesus. It says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Do you hear which had a dumb spirit. You see, you and I would have said, oh, past medical history, he has speech disorder. (laughs) Do you see? that? Oh, he has a speech disorder. But the man identifies, he says, I have a son who has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, he foams at the mouth, and he gnash his teeth. And pin it away. And I speak to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. You see, when you hear of this description, if someone comes and he says, Oh, this person, we found him f- foaming at the mouth and gnashing the teeth, almost biting the tongue, and pinning away. You see, we will say that he has a history of what? Epilepsy. Very nice. Oh, it's Epilepsy. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, Oh, he has epilepsy. He has seizures. It's a seizure disorder. He answered and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him on to me. You see, the disciples. When they brought when the man brought this one, he says, Oh, this is childhood illness. You know, children, they have this type of behavior, their speech is delayed. You know, it says delayed speech. He's going to talk, you know. And so they they were looking at it lightly. They were looking at it, oh, one of those speech disorders, one of those epilepsy children that, you know, they will outgrow it. They will grow it. So they came and they were not looking in the direction of demons. So Jesus said, oh, faithless generation. He said, bring this child unto me. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, he says, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Because verse 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That is a powerful scripture that every Christian should know. And he says, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked who? Who did Jesus rebuke? The past medical history of childhood dumb, uh, oh, speech pathology is a speech disorder and it's, um, it's a hearing disorder. He needs hearing aids. Oh, let's give him some hearing aids and it will improve. It's epilepsy. Let's give him some medication to control it. You see, no one with epilepsy has been cured from epilepsy. Because medication does not cure it. And the enemy likes you to give the medication to control it. That he is there. Because he will say, do not drive us away from here. I say the the first step of delivering yourself from demons is to identify that what you are dealing with is demonic. What you are battling with is demonic. That is the first step. He says, and when Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, thou damp and deaf spirit. Not thou speech disorder and hearing disorder. He said, thou damp and deaf spirit, I charge thee, 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 you spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. That is how we cure demonic illnesses. Hallelujah. We tend to be very modest in our description of demonic activities. We tend to give a very modest description. And the enemy lies that. The enemy lies that. The enemy lies that someone who kills their children and kills herself be called a major depression. That is a major depressive disorder. He lies that. You lose your job, we give you the same description. So you see, it's a mild thing and we are dealing with it and we can handle it. We can stay with it. So you are living with someone who who has that diagnosis and you can see that that person is possessed by demons because you are not calling it by name. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? Because you are not calling it by name. You know there was a man in the Bible, his name is Job. You know, very wealthy man, very prosperous man. He was doing well in life. His family, everything, everything was working. And then one day, he started losing everything. He started losing his job, his businesses. Everything was going. His children were dying. One by one, everything was going. So you see, you and I will say, oh, what an unfortunate circumstances. What an unfortunate situation. It is the economy. Poor economic situation has caused this man to lose all his business. You see, poor investment decisions. Hallelujah. That is how we would describe it. That is how we will talk about it. But least did we know that demons were involved in Job's situation. That demons were causing him to lose his business. Demons were causing him to lose his children. Demons. Hallelujah. Demons were attacking him directly. As well, until we found out about the conversation, you would have attributed it to poor economic decisions, poor planning, you know, cholera in the family, diarrhea that just killed his children, and we are giving the explanations to them. But identify that demons are involved. Amen. Demons are breaking into your car every morning. Every day you go out, demons are breaking into your car. Your car is broken into. And then you you look at your car and you say, oh, poor neighborhood. Bad socioeconomic, poor socioeconomic status in the neighborhood. Why that neighborhood? Is that neighborhood alone where poor people live? There are poor people elsewhere, but they don't break into cars. Demons are territorial. There are demons in the territory. And you have to rise up and say, no demons shall tempt my car anymore. I say, identify them. Identify them. There are other poor places. But demons do not possess that territory. And so the people don't break into cars. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you, I said there are other poor places. Poor socioeconomic status. But they don't rise up every morning, breaking into cars. I used to live a place here in the Bronx. Every time there's a car that is broken. They broke into my car. Hey, hey. You see someone with a light looking in people's cars and just breaking them. I mean, it's demon possessed. And you need to rise up and say, this work. Every day I'm buying new windows for my car. They are breaking into my car. It's not happening again. I rebuke you, Satan. Yeah. Identify him. And rebuke him. Amen. Yeah. I say identify him. Look, the enemy will always like to take your focus off him. I say the enemy, he will always like you to take your focus off him. Your car breaks down. Every day your car is in a workshop. Every day your car is in a workshop. You know, one day our car just got here and then the car will not start. Because we came to do the work of the Lord. Demons are attacking. Demons. You need to rise up and rebuke the demons. Rebuke them. Hallelujah. Oh, just as we started this prayer meeting, there are several attacks. I'm telling you. If I begin to number, you'll be amazed. They are attacking. But they are liars. Because we have identified them. You see, And he will always like to take your focus off him. Because he knows, he knows that the greater one is in you. He knows that the power is in you. He knows that once you identify him, he cannot stand. That is why he would like you to take your attention off him. He will make you feel that he does not exist. He is not there. Because the greater one is in you. You see, Osama bin Laden, you see, until he was located, until he was found, he was thought of as a very great one very disastrous he has a lot of power to bring misery to a whole nation and he can do this and he can do that but he was hiding that they could not find him the day they found him that saw he realized that the greater one is in this nation and once they locate him that is his end and that is the enemy that you are dealing with he knows that the greater one is in you And the day that you identify him, the day that you say that this car breaking is demonic. This argument that we are having in the house every day is demonic. The day you identify that, that is the end. I said that is the end. Oh, he doesn't like what I'm sharing with you, but I'm sharing. He doesn't like what I'm sharing with you. Amen. Amen. It looks as if the fight between you and your husband is about that $170 extra that came on the credit card. And you are arguing about it. Eh? Every time I tell you, not and, and then you are fighting. And then you came back from work and you continue the fight. And you are talking $175. But you don't know that the target is to divorce. If the target, his goal, under the $175 in your credit card. But his goal is to bring divorce. That is his goal. You need to identify him and rise up. And you say, $175 cannot destroy him. Satan, i rebuke you. We will not argue over this anymore. Amen. Rebuke him. Identify him and rebuke him. Look, you see, if if he didn't know, she didn't know She didn't know that, you see, she thought that the conversation was just about, you know, oh, be as wise as God. Oh, come on, you can be as wise as God. She didn't understand. She didn't know. She didn't know. As she was having a conversation with the serpent, oh, you can be as wise as God. Just eat this apple. Adam, hey, (laughs) hey, Adam, listen. (laughs) Great discovery. We can be as wise as God if we eat this (laughs) apple. I know. Listen. The, we, the way we are with God. I didn't know he could have something like that from us. Come on, just take some. Hey, Eve, don't take don't, Oh, please, look. She didn't know, she didn't know that the enemy was working on her eviction. Eviction from her apartment. Eviction from the garden. That is where the enemy was working But it looks as if the conversation was just about, oh, you can be wise. But the enemy was working concerning her eviction. Eviction from the Garden of Eden. Eviction and a lifetime benefits. All canceled. Your generation after generation. Your children and your children's children. That is what his goal is. He comes. He seeks to kill and to destroy. He will steal from you what God has for you. That is his plan. And you need to identify him. It's not as simple as just being as wise as God. He has agenda, And he hides so you will not see. What his goal is? Hallelujah. Amen. You eat too much and it's, you're making you sick. You, you, you eat too much. And then you say, oh, they go and they say, oh, it is a, a poor eating disorder. Eating disorder. It, it, you are cutting yourself and it's destroying you but you can't control it. You see the food and you are eating it. You are full but you are eating it. It's demonic. I say it is demonic. I say it is demonic. <laughs> Identify the demon. Identify the demon. And say, I am full. When I'm full, I don't take any (laughs) more. Satan, do not put any more food in my mouth. I say, unless you identify the demon, you cannot cast him out. Jesus asked the madman. He says, what is thy name? I want to know what is that. I want to know how many of you I'm dealing with. He says, what is thy name? And call it by name. He says, you damn spirits. You eating this other spirits. You demon of gluttony. You know, some people, when they see food, they can't control themselves. I say, it's demonic. Oh, it's demonic. Hallelujah. It's demonic. It's demonic. Amen. The third thing, identify the spirit and do the exact opposite of what he's making you do. Do the exact opposite of what he's making you do. See, in Mark, the, book that, uh, the story that we read in Mark chapter 5, the Bible says that he ran to Jesus. Mark chapter 5 and verse 6. Verse 6. He says, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. He ran and worshipped him. You see, that is exactly the opposite of what the, any of the demons want him to do. Yeah. Yeah. He ran and worshipped him. Verse 7, he says, And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? You see, someone who is running to worship him, at the same time, there's a, a thing in you, a thing in you that wants you to do the opposite. But decide to do the exact thing that he wants you to, to stop doing. He says, what have I to do with thee? Jesus, thou son of the most high God, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. This is a person, you, he's looking for help. He's looking for, I need help, I need help. I, but there's something in you that is fighting the help. Do exactly what is the opposite. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4 verse 7, it says, resist the devil and what will happen he will flee from you listen the way to get rid of the enemy is to resist him if you identify him and you resist him he will flee from you how do you resist him you do the exact opposite he's pulling you this way but you are going in this direction that is how you resist the devil You determine and say, I don't, I don't have eating this order. When I'm full, I am full. A young lady cannot eat all of this food. How can I sit and eat all of it? I will eat this and I will be full. I am not eating the rest of it. You do that and do that and you see the enemy will leave you. You realize that you have identified him. You realize that, oh, this one is not working. He will run to someone else. Because the Bible says that he is whom he may devour. If you identify him, he will not come. He will flee from you. And he will seek whom else he may devour. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? Resist the enemy. Resist the devil. Says give him no place. Give the enemy no place. Sometimes we need to be angry with the devil. Sometimes I hear of somebody's situation and I know it's the enemy. You, you, when the person is telling you the issue, you know you, it's the enemy. It's demons doing this and you get angry. Be angry with the demons. Be angry with the demons. You need to rise up and be angry. You say, this behavior cannot go on anymore. Be angry. When David encountered the enemy, he was angry. He was angry. He says, who is this Philistine bastard? Who is this Philistine and circumcised Philistine that defies the army of the living God? Bring him. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Be angry when you you see the enemy tormenting you. Be angry at the devil. And rise up. And do the exact opposite. Rise up, you say, you want to destroy my, my, my marriage? You want to destroy my marriage? I will do the work of God. I will serve God. I will worship God. I will go to church. I will do the work of God. I will do it. I will do it until you leave. Yeah. But sometimes, you see, when we are, you are being encouraged to do the work of God, you know, you, you, it's, it looks as if, oh, let me do the pastor a favor. I, oh, pastor, I will help you. Amen. I'll, I'll help you, eh, Pastor. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll help you. <laughs> Resist the enemy. Do the exact opposite. Hallelujah. Do the exact opposite. Do the exact opposite. He says, Satan, you are taking my job. You want me to be miserable. I am joined. Because of you, I am joining the ashes. I am now an usher. You will see me doing the work of God, being happy and working in the church. Make certain decisions. You see, because what he wants to do is to make you miserable. He wants to separate you and make you miserable. Amen. Take certain decisions to resist him. Take certain decisions to oppose him. Give him no place. How do you not give him no place? Occupy your life for the things of God. That is how you give the enemy no place. Occupy your life for the things of God. Be angry. Your husband is complaining. Hey, there is no respect. You don't respect me. I, I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like the way you serve me. I don't like the way you treat me. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Every day, this is the fight in your home. Every day, it is causing you. You know what the enemy is? He's working towards divorce. make a decision, you say this man I will respect you until you die I will respect you, you will be tired of respect, you say it's respect you want I will respect you until you are tired of me, you will think that this is too much, I am spoiling you with respect I will make a decision, fight the enemy, be angry with the enemy and you say I know where this is coming from, this disrespectful behavior that you are talking about, that has become a fight in my house, I know where it's leading, Satan I have identified you, I am going to respect my house like I've never respected before. And he will flee from you. I say and he will flee from you every day your wife is complaining, "Eh, you don't love me anymore. Since I had three children, you don't love me anymore. Because of this, you don't love me anymore. Because of, you don't love me anymore. You don't give me this, you don't do this for me. Make a decision. You say, this is the fight that is in our house. This is what we are fighting about. I am going to love you like I've never done before. You are talking about flowers. You will be tired of flowers. You are talking about birthday parties. You will be tired. I am going to spoil you. I am going to pamper you. You will feel like a king, you will feel like a queen. Make a decision. And then see that the enemy flees from you. Hallelujah. You will see that the enemy will flee from you. Make a decision. Resist the enemy. Oppose him. Fight the enemy. Be angry at the enemy. Your anger at the enemy. to say, I will love this. I will, you, you will be tired. I will love you. You will be, you will be just tired of me. You will run away from me. Resist the enemy. I say resist the enemy. And he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Resist the enemy. Amen. When your wife is complaining uh, you don't laugh, don't... Say, ah, but I do everything. I give you this. I give you that. I give. The enemy wants you to say that, but resist him. You say, eh? You want to feel love? You are dead. I am going to love you until you are dead. You will run away from me. You will run away from me. My love will kill you. You will run away from me. My sister, what's your name? Gertrude. Gertrude. Yes you feel the love, you run away. You say, my dear, it's too much. This love is too much. Resist the enemy. Oppose the enemy. Do exactly the opposite. The thing that is bringing a fight in your house, do the exact opposite. Do the exact opposite. And he will flee from you. He will go to someone else. I say he will run to someone else. Amen. Amen one hair, one hair that somebody wants to do, it has become a beast in the house. And a fight, a big fight. Eh, this hair, I had plans for this money, and I was going to do this, and I was going to do that. Now that you are going to do this hair, and now I I can't face this, I cannot face that. Now we have to wait until this. Oh, oh, ho. Say to somebody, oh, ho. He said, you want to do your hair, you will do your hair until your hair is done. I'm giving you a secret to a peaceful life. And I tell you, let me tell you, if you are doing it based on the word of God, you will not go broke. I am telling you. Oh, yes. Believe me, I'm telling you, I'm your pastor. Believe me. You will not be broke. You say, it's because of the word of God, I am going to let you do your hair. Name the style. I don't know what style you want. You will do your hair until you are tired. Your hair will finish. I said, Your hair will finish. Your hair will finish. You will do your hair until you are tired. Yeah. And I will not go broke. Hallelujah. I, you will not go broke. Believe me. You will not be broke. Amen. Do the exact opposite of what the enemy wants you to do and he'll flee from you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And sometimes you see, you're buying new clothes is becoming an issue and it's an issue and it's an issue and it's an issue and it's an issue. issue. How many clothes ah, can she wear? amen amen hallelujah man listen let the woman wear some nice clothes let her, listen 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 this 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 winter jacket that is like no style no shape in it come on come on let her wear some nice winter jacket nice designer jacket fitted nicely nice shape come on it will bring peace in the home i say it will bring peace in the home and you will not be broke but be wise as serpents you see you see it's only let me tell you it's only only a woman who is also possessed by demons, who will also oh, get close. And so she goes and she comes home like this. You see, you see, you will come home with your bags like that. It's a two-edged sword. The word of God is a two-edged sword. As it's coming here, it's coming there. Our time is up. We will continue on when we meet stand on to your feet we will continue next time hallelujah oh lord we will never be the same again our lives are changed our lives are changed Oh, we identify who is our tormentor. We identify who is our tormentor. Who is our enemy. Oh, yes. And we direct our soul in that direction. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, our lives are changed. We are not the same. Because we have identified who is our tormentor. Yes. Yes. We have identified who touches us, who brings us misery. We have identified the source of the quarrel. We have identified the source of the fight. I will never yes. be. I will never be. Oh, yes. The same. Oh, yes. Because you have found out who is the cause return. of this. I will never because you have identified return. him. You have identified have him. You will not be. Again. Your victory It depends on how you identify Identify remember. the enemy Call I him by his name You say this quarrel is demonic This quarrel in my house is demonic This fight is I'll demonic I disagree And I will and do the exact God opposite will I will do the exact opposite Be the same Way See that this is demon driven. Away. Yes. Bend i father we are thankful this afternoon lord we are thankful that we identify the demons that are in our lives the demons that torment us the demon that torment us at home at our workplaces father demons that come through our bosses to torment us demons that come through our co-workers to torment us today we identify them for we know indeed they have one goal and one purpose to bring us to a place of destruction but today oh God we identify these demons and we rebuke them we nullify their plans and we say their powers cannot overcome us because the greater one is in us you say we will step upon serpents and scorpions And they will by no means harm us. Father, we are grateful and thankful for uncovering the forces of darkness, for throwing light in the forces of darkness, for throwing light in the world of darkness. We are grateful and thankful that wherever the demon is hiding, today we have identified him and we rise up to overcome him because the greater one is in us we are grateful and we are thankful in the name of jesus Be the same. afternoon you are not born again you don't have Jesus Christ in you the power that overcomes demons the power that comes in you and that makes you greater than that which is in the world you don't have Jesus as your Savior the blood of Jesus has not washed you this afternoon you say I want to give my life to Jesus I want to invite Jesus Christ into my life I want to welcome Jesus into my life I want Jesus to be my savior I want to serve Jesus if that is your prayer you are here this afternoon you don't even know where you will go if you were to die today or tomorrow beloved you do not have tomorrow tomorrow is not in your control Tomorrow is not in your power. You are here this afternoon. You want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed. Every head bowed. If that is you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. Maybe you used to walk with Jesus many years ago. But today you feel that you are very far from Jesus. He's coming to you. He's coming to you. He's crossing the sea to come to you. Would you welcome him? Would you welcome Jesus into your life? If you are ready to do that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are. And I will say a simple prayer with you. With all eyes closed, every head bowed. This is a very private moment. If that is you, Jesus is talking to you right now. He says, I'm coming to you. Would you welcome me? Would you embrace me? Would you run to me? Is that you? Am I speaking to you? Oh, you can hear. But the enemy is telling you that not today, not today, not today. You can do it another time. My beloved, you don't have every day. You don't have tomorrow. You don't even have the next hour. It is not in your power. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand. Why don't you all join and let's say this together say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. I believe you rose on the third day. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I come. Let my sins be cleansed. Sins be cleansed. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, let the blood wash me. Let the blood, wash let the blood cleanse me. Let the blood cleanse me. This, afternoon, this afternoon, I welcome you, I welcome you, into, you into my life. Into my life. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, be my master. Be my savior. From today, From today I will serve you, will serve you the, rest the rest of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name. Please write my name. the book of life thank you jesus for saving me please help me to continue to walk with you i thank you for my salvation in jesus name amen put your hands together for jesus as you take your seats